0: Coming up in this episode of the podcast masterclass, we are looking at five things, five things that you can change on your podcast right now so you can make the most out of it. These five things you may already be doing, you may not know about them, who knows? We're gonna find out, let's run the intro. Ash Borland here, the podcast coach, helping you build an impactful and profitable podcast. And this is the podcast masterclass, the video show that helps you level up your podcast game. Now, in this episode, we are going to be looking at five mistakes or five changes, sorry, not mistakes, but five changes that you will want to make for your podcast now or you will regret it. Okay. These five changes are vital. And I think if you're going to be watching right now and you haven't made these changes, then you really could be missing a trick. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening or watching. It's on YouTube live. We, I go live every Friday and they're out on the podcast every Monday. So feel free to check us out. So the very first thing that we're going to be looking at, the first change that you should be thinking of if you're a podcaster is, and I'm going to just turn down my volume a little bit for me, um, is this one, which is starting a YouTube channel. Okay, Starting a YouTube channel is probably one of the first things changes you wanna be making as a podcaster. Now, let me explain why. Podcasting has become very, very popular. Okay, but podcasting is audio only traditionally. Now, what makes a podcast is something that, I mean, gosh, who knows now? Who even knows what that even means, what makes a podcast? But um, start, what we're seeing now is that podcasts are moving into video. And more importantly, they're moving into YouTube. Podcasting on YouTube is big. It's been around for a long, long time. And realistically, starting a podcast on YouTube is going to give you the best possible chance of being seen in this video space. Also, why podcasting is a good time on YouTube is because you increase your discoverability. So I see this very common. It's very it's very common where podcasts have really they just lack discoverability. You might hear this like yourself. Like people go moan about it all the time. Where it's like, oh, I wish my podcast was more found. But YouTube is a search engine. So, starting a YouTube channel and making that change to shift your podcast to a YouTube channel as opposed to audio only is going to be a massive change that you will regret if you don't make it. Now, when it comes to YouTube, and let's talk about this in a little bit more detail, when it comes to YouTube, you need to have a video podcast. You need to make sure you're recording that podcast and that you're not just throwing up some static image. Okay. It has to be that. It has to be. It's it's the reason why, and there's a number of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons why is because if you do that, if you just record your podcast and then throw up the audio only with an image, people won't stick on YouTube. They're not going to watch that type of stuff. Only hardcore listeners are. And let's be honest, those hardcore listeners are most likely going to tune in and listen to you on their phone or on whatever device they're using for podcasts. So make sure that by starting a YouTube channel as a podcaster, this is video that's kind of the main the main change but i didn't want to put video podcast in this one because i actually feel like we've got to go a little bit layer deeper than the video podcast what we're actually going to be looking at is starting a podcast on youtube using you know targeting and seo and browse features and everything else and i'm sure i'll do a full episode on how to use youtube as a podcaster but looking at that is really really important absolutely you know, vital to do. Okay. So that's the first one. Just going to jump into the chat right now. Nice to see we've got calming anxiety in the house listening in. Um, Ash, back to see you're good uh, back at health. Yeah, all good. Rocking and rolling. Good morning, my good friend Walter Strong in the house today. How are you doing, guys? All right. We're going to dive into obviously, if you guys have any questions, throw them in the chat. Happy to answer them throughout this. Um, but we're going to dive into the second one. Okay. The second. Um, change that you should be making as a podcaster so this second one is pick a solid niche okay pick a solid niche now what do I mean by picking a solid niche the reality is podcasts I mean, this you'll regret this mistake if you don't do this variety podcasting sucks variety anything sucks if I'm really honest with you most of the time and I hate this saying when I hear people say this when they say I'm the niche no you're not the niche Like that's really winds me up. And I think it's something that people have misunderstood the concept when they say, well, Ash, and I see all the time people name their podcast after themselves, the Ash Ball and show the, and unless you're a celebrity. And by the way, if you're a celebrity, you're in a different league. It's a different concept. It's a different thing entirely. If you're a celebrity and you were going to set up a podcast, you would use your name because your name carries weight. But chances are, and let me know in the comments, if you are a celebrity, (laughs) But chances are, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, then you can't. You can email me and tell me that you're a celebrity. But chances are you're not a celebrity. Chances are you're not somebody who is um, very famous. And so this stuff is irrelevant. And so what you're doing is you're using like a hammer to try and hammer in a screw. You know, it's the wrong tool for the wrong thing. And this is why picking a solid niche for people who are, we're not nobodies. We all deserve, you know, we're all, we're all somebodies, but technically we're not a celebrity. And because we're just, we're just ordinary people, picking a niche is vital. You will regret it because it means that people will come to you and they'll congregate around your podcast for that niche. They're going to come and listen to the show because of the niche. They're not going to listen to the show because of you. Now, what will happen by the way is they'll come for the niche and they'll stay for you. If you're good, if you suck, sorry if you suck then they won't they're gonna go um, and that's that's you know that's your sadly that's your your fault um, you that's where you start to level up your own thing but picking a niche is something you will really regret if you don't do it the reason also is as this podcast space gets bigger and as things like like social media and things like YouTube, the niche is going to help you stand out. It's going to help you target an audience it's going to help you understand like this, me helping you with podcasting. It allows me to do that. It allows me by picking a niche. I'm able to speak to you in a language and understand that you know we're talking about audio. We're talking about microphones. We're talking about everything we have. All of these things are relevant to my niche. But if I started talking about something entirely different, say for example, I love star Wars. None of this stuff I'm telling you here is relevant. So you've got to make sure you pick a niche. You will regret it if you don't. And, I really do believe anyone who's telling you not to pick a niche, I would question their, um, how do you say it? I would question their, I don't even know, not their ability, but often either people who say don't pick a niche are one or two things. Either one, it's their own ego and they can't help themselves, but, um, you know, they want to be the center of attention unintentionally they might not realize it but they and, and they were blaming that and they want to be able to i want to be who i want to be that's cool that's one that's one term you know let's just look at their, their work and go okay well okay you're not really doing anything so why would you listen to them and then the other person is normally somebody who like i said is a celebrity someone who's at the other end of the spectrum and now they don't need to be a niche because they are the niche, so to speak. But that's because they've built it, and most likely they've built it by being a niche somewhere. Gary Vaynerchuk is the probably, in my opinion, the biggest guy for this about picking a niche. Is that you know he talks about a lot, like just be you, talk about everything on that platform. I disagree. If you talk, look at him though. He didn't do that. He does it now because he's Gary Vaynerchuk. But at the beginning, he spoke about wine for like five years. That was it. Okay, so let's just put we all look at Gary as chapter 10. but We're not looking at Gary at chapter 2. And you might be at chapter 1, and if you're at chapter 1, you need to be looking at Gary at chapter 2, not, not at chapter 10. This is the problem. This is the disconnect, by the way, across all content, is that we're all comparing ourselves and trying to do tips from people who are way ahead of our experience, way ahead. Advice from someone who is world-renowned in content, If you if you're just starting, if I'm very honest with you, is completely pointless a lot of the time because you really need to look at people who are one or two steps ahead of you so that you can then see the patterns and work. How and then that on that person either is moving forward so you can follow that person throughout your journey or you might overtake that person and you find new creators and new mentors. That's fine as well. But picking don't I'm going off on a tangent here, but picking a niche is the second very important one. Let's look at the third one. Third one is keep it short. Okay, keep it short. Now, this is really interesting because keeping your content short um, is really, really important. Now, short is relative. Okay, short is relative. So let me explain and give me my my context on short. So the short term doesn't mean um, that there's not a specific time. And this is where you're going to get this with your with your podcast. There's not a specific time or length. Now, I normally say short podcasts are anything under 15 minutes. Medium-length podcasts are anything over 15 minutes to 45. And long podcasts are anything over 45 minutes, in my opinion. That's where I put them. And that's where I put them on my podcast launch plan program I have. That is where I fit those categories in. Now, I've categorized them myself. That's where I feel they fit. Medium podcast, you know, is that kind of real 20 minutes to 40 minutes. Now, keeping something short, What so, so those are the, the lengths. Now, the reason why I say short is that a show should be as long as it needs to be and not a second longer. If your podcast is done in five minutes, then leave it in five minutes. If your podcast needs an hour, then give it an hour. But Don't give your podcast more than it needs. Don't give it more time. And the reason why is you need to respect your listeners. You'll regret this mistake, by the way, because the the more the, the shorter a show is bear in mind the shorter the show is the more accessible it becomes the more accessible it becomes so if a show is 10 15 20 minutes i'm a big fan of the medium podcast for stuff is this that kind of 15 to 40 minutes 45 but it's different everyone's different now for me i think 25 minutes is the sweet spot 20 to 25 minutes is the real sweet spot for a podcast because you're valuing someone's time if you don't respect their time as a listener, you will not gain as many listeners. You've got to think barrier to entry. Now, a great example of this, and this is something that I see all the time, podcasters, if you are going over that forty 45-minute minute mark and you are in a niche that is not kind of relevant to that, you are really, really going to lose listeners. You're, you are. Because you're asking a huge time commitment, a huge time commitment from your new listeners. You're not asking for like a small, yeah, here's a little bit here. You're asking for a monumentous amount of time. Joe Rogan, for example. Let's talk about Joe Rogan for a second, whether you love him or hate him or whatever. I always try and you know give that caveat, um, opinions on whatever that is. But I, if you do listen to Joe Rogan, very rarely, I mean, I've listened to Joe Rogan a lot over the years. I like, I like some of the stuff he does, depending on the guest. I very rarely listen to a full episode. They're way too long. They're way too long joe rogan is mostly successful in regards to mainstream because of clips the joe rogan clips which are actually about about 20 minutes some of them you know 15 20 minutes they're in that funny enough in that short category we're talking about this keep it short is gonna help you leverage it and i do think podcasts will regret it if you can get your show lower and shorter than the average show then guess what your downloads will go up think about your users time the reason also, by the way, I like 25 minutes is think about 25 minutes as a stackable sound. So, for example, the average commute might be 25 minutes, uh, maybe like 30 minutes. The longer commute might be an hour. Your dog walk, same thing. If you're walking a dog, it might be th- 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Or it might be an hour if it's a long one. Gym, long session, short session. So the ability to put something at 25 minutes, this is why I like 25 minutes. I actually, like 22, but I won't go too in-depth on that. Um, as to why that is. Um, but the reason why I think that's really good is it's stackable. If I have a long podcast, sorry, a long commute, I can listen to two episodes. If I have a short commute, I can listen to one. You're getting that full, complete episode. You're giving someone something to listen to their entire journey or two. Whereas when you see these shows, and I've seen recently actually quite a few live streams who have like 10 minute, five minute intros. And then they put them on his podcast. First of all, it still sucks on a podcast, on a a live stream as well. You shouldn't do these intros that are countdown timers that are like five minutes. Why? It's just crazy. It's crazy. And then I've watched shows and they're like an hour and a half, an hour and 40. And and then I think, think, well, that show could be so much better because they're great. But it could be incredible if it was packed in to 25 minutes. So think about that yourself. That is a change as a podcast change that you really could be making, and you will regret it. I really do think a lot of these long-form channels will regret if um, if they don't pull that trigger on that. So let's look at the um, the fourth one. Fourth one, EOS. And then if you're watching this on the screen, I didn't. I put the G in the wrong place. Um, stop interviewing for ego. Stop interviewing for ego. What do I mean by this? So interviewing for ego. This is a problem, um, and my good friend Walter Strong, who um, is in the live chat right now watching as well, me and him have had a chat about this before, and I'm very open about this, is that um, I interviewing for ego is a big, big problem, and it's, it's a change you should stop doing. You really should stop doing this. So, trying to get my words around this in the right way <clears throat> without sounding too bad, and <laughs> getting myself in trouble. Ask yourself... Why are you creating the content and why are you interviewing that person? If you are interviewing this person, and this is where most podcasts do, I get this when I perform audits with, with podcast clients. Why does that guest need to be on the show? And if that guest is not on the show, it, like if there's not a really valid reason other than, and I'll give you this example, other than I really want them on because I think they're really good and I really like them and I want to talk to them and I want to say I've had this person on my show, for example then it doesn't, it's not relevant. You've got to look after your audience member and you think about your guests and you've got to make sure those guests are curated to fit the audience. That is the most important thing you have to do. You need to make sure that they are aligned. Think about this. And sometimes, in fact, often, in my honest opinion, interviewing is should only be supplementary I think for many podcasts if you're an educational show if you're an educational creator and you're trying to teach people things you should very much be doing solos with some some interview stuff you know spliced in or you should be doing some solo stuff with some with interview clips spliced in or whatever it shouldn't be the main bulk of it I fell foul of this and ended up with my show content marketing crusaders which did really well it's not it's not even out there anymore it's like a dormant playlist people can watch it If they want, um, they can just just ask me for the link and I'll send them. But people and that had amazing creators, Brian G. Johnson, Nick Nimmin, Spencer Lodge. Like I had some of the, you know, um, uh, Jonathan Palmer I had some of the biggest creators on in TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, Facebook, Instagram, like all over. The truth is that show turned into an ego show for me. That show turned into a show where I just wanted to tell everybody that I had interviewed all these people. Okay. I just wanted to tell everyone that I was the guy who interviewed, you know, interviewed this guy, and I was associated with him. It doesn't mean anything. And as Walter has said in the chat, and I'm going to bring this one out for this this thing, doing name dropping interviews are a waste of time, which don't add real value to your audience. That and that comment right there from from Walter, which I will keep in the podcast, is so important because that is the most vital part of this entire like like interviewing process if it's not valuable for the audience don't even bother you can enjoy their content you can jump in their live streams but don't bring them on and i tell you what i want to challenge you as a podcaster if you're listening to this have you done that have you actually curated your guests for your listeners and for the goal and for the niche and for the, for the concept and the target of that show because if you haven't then guess what you're going to lose you're going to be really really you're going to really suck all due respect it won't work that's what happens you end up long term this is how it happened with me and it's happened to me in multiple shows over the years because it's easy to fall down that trap is you end up kind of like out to sea with no idea where you are if you're in a boat with like a paddle but you've paddled off and you've lost the map and you have no idea what you're doing and, and a lot of the time the show is unsalvageable really because the show now doesn't really have anything a lot of the time, it's usually easier just to restart a new show and start with a better course in mind. So if you you don't make that change and you're making this change, if you're doing this right now and you don't make that change, you will massively, I think of all of them, it's the biggest one, you will regret this more than anything else, is by interviewing people purely for your ego to name drop. Like I think it's the biggest killer of most podcasts, in my opinion. It's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So don't fall down that trap. And then the final one, The fifth tip, okay, and that is create content for social media. You need to start doing this. Micro content is vital for podcasts or micro content from your show is vital or creating content that is small, that is, you know, platform specific, that is in line with the podcast so people then go and find it later. It all comes back to discoverability. I'm removing YouTube from social media because it's not really social media. It's a search engine. It's really more of an entertainment place. We don't scroll through YouTube in the same way we scroll, scroll through um, Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook. So, or TikTok for that matter. They're different. You know, it's really more for like entertainment. But create content for things like Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, whichever one, pick one, pick two, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to talk about that today in this episode of what you should and shouldn't pick. But realistically, pick one or two and you need to make content for it. Because if you don't, you will lose out on a ton of exposure and also creating awareness of your show. People like to follow their podcasts and see what's going on. Instagram is a big one, in my opinion. Things like Reels, where you can make short pieces of content, it's great. Just clip it up from your show if you don't have time or make completely like you know supporting content but it's it's organic it's completely contextually relevant just pick up your phone and make some content but create content for social media don't just make a podcast and then think people are going to find it and don't just make a podcast and put it on a website and think people are going to find it you need to be everywhere that this omnipresent brand is very important that is one of the changes i'm seeing many 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 podcasters not adapting to and they should okay if they don't adapt to these changes they will miss out okay they really will miss out that is something that's so important and that's just to kind of you know just to recap on those changes before i give you my takeaway on this episode just to recap on those changes okay these five changes that you need to make in my opinion or you will regret five changes you need to make or you will regret the first one being start a youtube channel that is so important. Start a YouTube channel, upload it with video, make sure it's searchable, make sure it's browsable, depending on the top topics, make sure people can find you. Okay, pick a solid niche, make sure that niche is good, that it's it's sound that there's an audience there and stick to that niche and do not deviate from the niche. If you deviate the show will lose its meaning. Make sure you keep that content short. The shorter it is, the better because more people can consume it you're making it more accessible don't be doing crazy long shows shortness is and your your discretion could be an hour if, if that's short for you whatever you want but think about it how much value can you pack into one section the other one is number four stop interviewing for your ego stop making this show about you and about collecting like pokemon all these fancy guests and instead think about this show as how it can provide value put the audience first And the fifth one, create content for social media so that people are aware of your show, that people can start to see you outside of it. And also, they can connect with you very easy. They can send you DMs. They can talk to you. It's much easier. So that is the overview. And my takeaway from this, my takeaway, one thing, just pull the trigger. Try and write down the one thing from this episode, the one thing you're going to do. Those are the five changes. Five's a lot. I want you to write down one thing you're going to take from this episode and you're going to change. The one thing from this podcast masterclass that's going to help you take that podcast to the next level. Just one of them. You don't have to do all five. You can bookmark this episode and come back and watch it and take another one, another one. Pick one. But I want you to write down that one thing. Think about it. The one that's going to push your podcast to that next level and pick the one that is not the easiest. Pick the one that you know in your heart you haven't been doing. and You know you need to do it. Just pick it, make the change, spend the next month focusing on that change and you will see results. Okay. My name is Ash Paul and guys, this is the podcast masterclass, the live show. Okay. We, we're live every single Friday and I will see you next time. Thank you very much.